Your testimony shouldn't be how bad everything is. Your testimony should be it might have been bad yesterday, but it's getting better today. Would you praise the Lord according to the level he's been good to you? you with the Holy Ghost, come on and shout. If he's ever made a way where there seemed to be no way, come on and give him a shout. If God's been good to you, shout real loud. He's a good God all the time. It's good to be here in our closing night of our part of the services, and we have enjoyed it. Do you want to praise the Lord for three people getting the Holy Ghost last Book of Psalms, chapter 137 and verse 4. I don't know the brother's name right there. Yeah, you, the one that turned around looking the other way. It's, it's you. See, if I'd have pointed with this finger, you wouldn't know who it was. But that's all that finger will do, amen. Cut it off and sewed it back on. No, I didn't cut it off on purpose. Would you read our text for us, brother? Book of Psalms, chapter 137 and verse 4. After all the devil's done to you, how many still got a song? How many of you at the darkest hour in your life can still shout, I know who Jesus is? If you're a one God, tongue-talking child of God, go ahead and shout just one more time. may be seated. Now I'm not going to preach long because I'm thinking about praying for everybody in the service. I'm not going to sprinkle holy water out there and say God bless you. I want to lay hands on you. I want to talk to you for just a few moments about mastering your circumstances. There was a very dark hour in American history when proud, arrogant white people took slaves from Africa, brought them over and got them to work in their fields for nothing. But there was an amazing thing. I'm not going to talk about, I want to talk about not the negative part of that, but the positive part of it. If you watch those men and women and children out there, sometimes you'd see their back covered with stripes where a man had come by and beaten them. Somebody say amen. You white folks, say amen. But there was an amazing thing I heard. A, I heard a testimony about that. 
They said they could not understand after taking them out of their country, out of taking them away from their wives and their children, and beating them and making them work in that hot sun for almost nothing. How could those white men ride up sometimes and hear them singing a song? They had brought them as a slave, but they didn't slave their spirit. You're not hearing what I'm telling you. They beat them on the back and knocked them down to the ground, but they still had a song. We got gospel songs today that came out of men and women that were living in slavery that said, you can't stop me from what I feel on the inside. I wish somebody would shout in here. If the devil's been beating on you, if the devil's been attacking you, and you've still got a song, would you shout and praise the Lamb of God? Come on and praise him. I'm not going to preach this very long. You need to let the devil know you may have knocked me down, but I feel like getting back up. You might have me working in your field, but I'm about to work in God's field. Would somebody in here praise the Lamb of God? If you got a shout, don't watch somebody else shout. Get your own shout on. He's the rose of Sharon. He's the bride in the morning star with blood running down their back. Somebody would say, can you sing us one of them songs? Yeah, you might have hurt me. You might have beat me, but you haven't defeated me. I wish somebody in here would say, hey, devil, you might have been beating on me, but you hadn't stopped me. You don't have anything in hell that can stop me because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. If you got a shout, get it on one time. seated. I hope we'll get back up. The devil's got a question for you tonight. Can you still sing? The doctor said it looks like cancer, but can you still sing? Your husband left you. Of course, he wasn't no good anyway, was he? Can you still sing? Probably better than you could when he was there. I ain't never seen a man or a woman worth going to hell over. Did you hear what I said? Your marriage goes through hell and the devil wants to know. I know you were singing on Sunday, but can you sing on Monday? you feel good tonight? Have you had the devil to fight your body? Attack your finances? Somebody said what finances? Man, 
And I looked on the map years ago and saw this little town right here. I said to Sister Grimsley, that's where we're going to strike it rich at. There's a little church I go to that's got 20-something people in it. They hand me, when I walk in the door, the biggest check I've ever had in 53 years of preaching. They don't have no evangelists. They save their money till I get there. The preacher don't take no money from the church. They just save it up. That's the God's truth. They just save it up till I get there. And I don't turn it down. Young preacher called me up. He's got a good job. He makes a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year on the side. Wouldn't it be nice to make that on the side? Went off and preached a while back, and the church took him up an offering, and he turned it down. I said, boy, are you crazy? Because when you do that, you're cheating somebody out of a blessing. But the Bible said, give, and it shall be given unto you. You're going to build that new church because of a spirit of sacrifice that has come on this church. Come on and praise the Lord for a spirit. Do you have a sacrifice of praise? The devil's got you out there in the hot sun. And it's amazing when the devil wants to hear one of our song. Do you know why the devil wants to hear? Do you know why he wanted to hear Israel's songs? Because these Pentecostal songs are a whole lot better than them boot scooting songs. We are in Texas, right? Any of you out there ever done any boot scooting? Hold your hand up and admit it. My God, I wouldn't think there was that many of you. You can still do the same thing in the Holy Ghost. You're just dancing to a different tune. If you could get dog drunk and show off like that, you can get drunk on the Holy Ghost and say, you know what, devil, I still got something to dance about. David felt the anointing of God and began to dance. His wife's looking out the window and said, what in the world are you doing? He said, that's nothing. Wait till you see me tomorrow. <laughs> Any of you ever had one of those nights that you were worried about tomorrow? One lady over here. That's some of you remember in the root canal the next morning. And I just want to mention this briefly. We always have these things about tomorrow. And people talk, I'm going to do so and so tomorrow. But I don't like to preach about tomorrow. I like to preach about the day after tomorrow. I don't want to talk about the trial and the test. I want you to hear my testimony when I come out of that trial. I don't want to tell you about the hell I got to go through tomorrow. I want to tell you about the heaven the day after. I don't want to talk about the antichrist. I want to talk about the real Christ. Some of 
My brethren have done figured out who the Antichrist is. That don't mean nothing to me. I know who the real Christ is. I'm going to find out what kind of church am I in. There's only one name. There's only one God. There's only one name that can write your name down in the Lamb's book of life. And if you can just make it through tomorrow, you wait and see what happens the day after tomorrow. The day after you lose your job. The day after you come out of that sickness. Oh, somebody shout and praise the Lord. Somebody say, I'm excited about the day after this trial. I'm excited about the day after tomorrow. Man, one day in heaven, you're not going to remember one day in hell. see a few of them, they're not going to do it. I don't care how much me and you shout. They got their arms folded and they came in here with their mind made up. But something can get a hold of you. And you can begin to shout, I ain't nobody's slave. I've been born to the water, born to the spirit, and what I used to put up with, I don't have to put up with it no more. Look at me, devil. Don't rejoice over me, my enemy. When I am fallen, I'm going to rise again. You get divorced. No, I'm not encouraging anybody to do that. You get fired. You find out you got cancer. You get persecuted. You don't see much of that anymore. Say Can I tell you why we are not persecuted? We're not doing anything to be persecuted over. But when you do, when everybody in the church is looking for you to fall and everybody in your family saying, she or he can't take it no more, and there you are singing. They'll call you a dummy. They'll call you an idiot. Don't you know how you've been treated? Do you have any idea how I'm about to be treated? They're going to spread the marriage supper of the Lamb. Your name's going to be in a certain place, and somebody's going to shout, come and dine. A few years back, a lady said, I mean a woman said about me, Somebody told somebody else and it eventually got around to me that poor old Brother Grimsley, he probably doesn't know where the big fork and the little fork go. Both of them in my mouth. You fancy pants think you know so much. Don't worry about where your fork goes. Don't worry about the, quit being picky when you sit down in God's house. It all tastes good. I said it all tastes good. Why don't you stand up and shout? Whatever he puts in your mouth, eat it, chew on it, swallow it. Let it get in your belly and digest the word of God. 
about three times that many would come in here and aggravate you to death. And when you want to pout, there they were shouting. That's what this message is about. Quit feeling like you're defeated. God said, I'll put no more upon you than you're able to bear. Don't let one little dried up demon spirit stop you from clapping your hands, from putting an offering in the offering plate, for getting behind the pastor and get excited about that new building. Come on and praise him anyway. Learn to defeat your circumstance. Learn to master your circumstance. Would you reach over and just touch someone? If they got a fever, don't touch them. Reach over and touch someone. I know somebody's not going to do it. If I told you not to touch anybody, you'd have your hands all over. Look at them and say, God is about to anoint you, and you're going to master that devil. You're going to master that trial. You're going to master that test. You're not going to keep giving into that bondage. You're not going to keep giving into that addiction. You're going to control the thoughts of your mind. Hallelujah. Because there's a great God living. You are about to master. You're about to master the thing that wants to master you. God said, I give you power over all the power of the devil. I dare you to jump up and quote that one time. I got power. I got power over all the power of the devil. strongest person in my life when I was a teenager. My daddy never went to church. Just before he died, he came to one of my services. He drove 500 miles to get me home and dropped five gallons in my car. And I didn't know till I was walking around praying for people that he was in the service, but there he was. I said, what are you doing in here? Because he was a rough, tough guy. And he said, well, I'm sick and tired of you calling your mother, telling her how many people got the Holy Ghost. I want to hear it. And he said, not only do I want to hear it, I want to see it, and I want it. I said, when do you want it, Daddy? He said, right now. And the power of God come down from heaven, knocked him on the floor. Tears come out of his eyes. I had never saw my daddy cry before. But when the Holy Ghost come down, you'll do things when the Holy Woo, somebody do something in the Holy Ghost. Somebody do something Pentecostal. Pick your feet up, jump, dance, talk in tongues. Do something apostolic. Run the aisle. Talk in tongues. Woo, hallelujah. 
My old gray-headed daddy that said he'd never go to a Pentecostal church left this world talking in tongues. He'd been hurt all of his life, a mean, wicked man. But when he got the Holy Ghost, something changed. He wanted, you may be seated, he wanted to go back to our house that night and he turned around and asked one of our daughters, can I do that again? He got up that morning, he was in his 70s. We had breakfast there at the table and he said, I said, we're going to pray. And he said, wait a minute. I'm in my 70s. I've never thanked God for one thing. Could I pray over this food? You may not have liked the prayer. It wasn't one of those fancy prayers. But boy, did it sound good. He said, God, I've never thanked you for anything, but I want to thank you. And then he started talking in tongues again. Get ready. Somebody in your family is about to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. for last just like the devil's been saving the worst for last what I want to know is you've been taken to a country of a strange tongue you can't understand the tongue and the rest of your family You're out here in another man's field. You get beat every day. You hardly get enough water and you hardly get enough food to eat. But could you sing me one of those songs? I want to tell you there is power in one of them Pentecostal songs. Quit wishing you were up here singing it and praise God for the people that are up here singing it. come to church because I got a position, rip my uh, license out of my billfold, take my name off the list of churches, and I'll still come to church because I'm here, not because I'm somebody or I want the light to shine on me. I'm here because I know somebody. no other name. If you believe that, get up and shout it out loud. There is no other name. So the devil says to Israel that was living in captivity, let me hear you sing now. was singing last Sunday. No. No. You're sick now. You're broke now. You're not around other saints. Can you sing now? 
so-and-so left the church. And they're calling you up, asking you to do the same thing. Can you sing now? If you want to leave, have at it, but leave me alone. If you want to give up, go ahead. I'm in this to cross the finish line. in it to go all the way. Here's what I want to know. If you can still sing, clap your hands and shout. What we call this place is Unfamiliar territory. The devil captures people and takes them away from home and takes them away from family. And they're in unfamiliar territory. You sit in a bar and you drink, and the more you drink, the prettier that person across the bar looks. Your mind's so messed up, you don't know how ugly they are. Wake up the next morning, who in the world are you? But if you'll drink from this fountain, you think Budweiser caused you to have. You wait till you get some of Jesus when his blood begins to run through your body. You won't be making fun of the preacher laying his hands on people. You'll be laying your hands on people out in the world. Brother Grimsley, how are we going to have an end-time revival? It's not just going to be an organization. Before Pentecost ever became an organization, it became a move of the Holy Ghost, a move of power and demonstration. If the homosexual community and the lesbian community can have their let us have ours. If they can have their free love, let me fall in love with Jesus. Come on. It wasn't them that made the rainbow. It was God that put the rainbow in the sky. You can be seated. I'm not, I'm not going to preach long. I'm old and I didn't preach two nights. So. Hasn't even affected me. Paul and Silas knew something about mastering their circumstance. But this generation will quit over almost nothing. They won't give me a job in the church. You got a job. Raise your hand when everybody else is raising their hand. they pass the offering plate around, please don't take anything out but put something in. You've got a job. 
It's not about a light on this platform shining on you. It's about the Holy Ghost shining through you. If you never get on the platform, get ready for heaven's platform. Pray for me, Sister Mary. Paul and Silas knew something. Say it again about mastering the circumstance. But we let the smallest thing. feel good all over more than anywhere else. Many times our circumstances master us. A man out here a while back. I said, I want to pray for you about your tobacco addiction. He said, I can quit anytime I want to. I've already quit about 20 something times. <laughs> Dear God. Circumstances control us. The devil wants to control you. Somebody said he wants my money. The devil's not interested in your money. I actually heard somebody say the other day that the devil made them have a flat tire on their car. He can't run fast enough when I'm going down the interstate to give me a flat tire. I pray my way out of a ticket. You, you, you let one of them, they drive my car. What are you doing? I got the Holy Ghost. Are you a preacher? Yes. Are you Pentecostal? Yes. Do you handle snakes? No. But greater is he that's in me. I got power over that snake. I might not be carrying him around, but I got power over that serpent. How many believes it's time for the Pentecostal church to exercise your God-given authority? Don't let circumstances get you down. up, right? When we know the master of circumstances, do you know him? Do you know him? Are you ready for him to prove himself that he is God? They were in the ship and the boat was tossed to and fro. And here comes they couldn't hardly see him because of the storm. Did you get that? 
They didn't know who he was in the storm. Same thing happens to you and I. The worse the storm is in your life, you can't identify who is that. But what a dumb question to ask. How many people do you know that can walk on the water anyway? Brother, when he comes to me on my stormy waters, I know that's the great I am. I know that's the lily down in my valley. I know that help is on the way. And that's what I want to tell somebody tonight. Help is on the way. Come on and shout with me. Say it out loud. Help is on the way. Help to my family. Help to my children. Help to my spirit. Help to my ministry. Help is on the way. Wanted to know, have you forgot those songs? Can you still sing? The devil wanted to know this last time I had this terrible attack with my heart. What I didn't tell you is they took me from one hospital because they didn't have heart specialists there. It was in the middle of the night. And they took me to this big hospital. I'm in an ambulance, and I got this breathing problem. And the woman driving the ambulance says, don't take that off. You've got to have the oxygen. I said, it's empty, honey. <laughs> One little tank of oxygen driving 60 or 70 miles, and I ran out of oxygen, and I'm dying with heart failure. But when I ran out of oxygen and I started sucking some real wind, there ain't nothing like reality. Hallelujah. That, that oxygen in that tank is nothing like what God put in this world. At the first hospital, they, they checked my blood, you know. They checked the oxygen in my blood along with everything else. And by the time I got to the next hospital, a doctor meets me at the door. My God, your oxygen level's better than mine. I may as well turn around and go back home. And then the devil wanted to know when I'm in the back of that ambulance, can you still sing one of them songs? Were you idiot? I couldn't sing before I got sick. You got to watch out for them people that know they can sing. It's those preachers that walk around thinking they can call people out and they milk it for everything they got. And they'll turn around like, did you see what I done? You didn't do nothing. He done it all. I wouldn't walk across the street to see a preacher do something, but I believe God can do anything but fail. I believe before I come to this service tonight, God was going to put some of you in the driver's seat and you're going to master some things in your family that's been trying to master you. Stand up and shout with me. I'm almost through.
on and shout with me. Joseph shares his dream. Now I'm sure that Pastor and First Lady and Sister Kelly have shared what this church is about to do. Do you know sometimes one of the worst things you can do is to tell a doubter what God's about to do for this church? Not only a doubter, but sometimes somebody goes to church. Well, if I were you, I wouldn't build it that way. If I were you, I'd, I'd just set some more chairs out. See, the thing is, they're not your pastor. Watch out when you share your dream, especially with your brethren. Ask Joseph about it. You mean I'm going to fall down? You're going, I'm going to worship you? Well, we'll stop his dream. Yeah. We'll just dig a hole and put him in the hole, and here comes somebody. Let's sell him. Well, they shot years ago a black man that said he had a dream. His dream was some people's nightmare. They killed the man, but they didn't kill the dream. You can put your hand on the ministry of this church, but you cannot stop the future of this church. You could even quit putting in the offering plate, but you can't do what God do when he opens up the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing that you cannot contain. You make a note of this and write this down and see if I'm a man of God. You're going to supernaturally see finances come into this church. You're going to see it, and you've already seen it by people that don't even live here. some of his people to respond but here comes the bar owner you'd be surprised who God can use you'd be surprised when God can put you in the driver's seat and you master I, I'm not going to get into this a long time, but there, there's things I preach about generational demons. You say, I don't believe in that. Well, you know, when my boy was his daddy was just like his daddy. They just got generational demons. That's a, they're just trying to soften it up. But I want to tell you, God can break generational demons. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You don't have to be like mom and daddy if they didn't live for God. You can be like your new daddy. Oh, stand up, women, shout it. Shout it, women. I want to master 
my circumstances. If you will remain standing and maybe they would come to the instruments of worship. Many times our circumstances change us. I mean, Jesus, you know, who, who is it? It's the Lord. If it's you, Lord, bid me to come to you on the water. Really? Do you really want out there on the water with him? Really? I mean, you know, for a few minutes, like, look at me. I'm walking on the water. Sink. <laughs> look at me. I can swim. Sink. What do you mean I can swim? When I came out of the assembly of God 33 years ago, it was said about me, he'll never make it. Even the guy that introduced me to the board, I get concerned about boards. I even get concerned about committees. There's people on the committee that are not committed. Is there anyone out there before I start praying? Is there anyone out there and you would admit maybe it's jealousy, maybe it's fear, maybe it's finances? Maybe it's worry. It could be a thousand things. But do you have some circumstances that you know that tonight could be your night and you would love to master your circumstances that you see right now? You don't have to be a sinner for that to fit you. You could be the best saint in the church and something is trying to master you. call for a song meant you got to forget your lost home. You got to forget before they come put the rope around your neck and grab, dragged you on board that ship and took you across the ocean. You got to forget your lost freedom, your lost country, your lost family. And we think we suffer as being Christians. There will be strange lands that God allows us. Let's, let's use the word allow. Would you say allow? There's nothing that happens to you that God could not stop it from happening. But on the other hand, there are things that God allows. But people get that messed up and they'll say, why did God do this to me? He didn't do it to you. He allowed it. But here it is, when God allows, he endows. I've looked at people that have lost husbands and wives and children. Then I look at my family and I wonder, how, how could I go through that? How, how could I do it? Has anybody ever felt that way? You ever just saw people just, they just go right on through it and it's, and I was thinking about that one day, and I felt like the Holy Ghost said, I have got a grace that my people never see and they never feel until they get to that place. And my grace is sufficient. 
And you don't just go around feeling that all the time. It's when you go through that darkest hour of your life. And stripes are being put on your back. Maybe they're spiritual stripes. And you're just being beat and beat. And of course, most of the time, our biggest problem is not with someone else. Our biggest battle is with ourselves. You know that. I know that about me. I've been talked about by other preachers. I've been criticized. But sometimes after that happens, Sister Mahaney, the devil will just say, you had so much confidence in him. Can you sing now? Yes, because my confidence was not in that man. My confidence is in God. This new building that you're beginning on is a sign of your testimony and your faith. But there'll be so much more when the building is built. God wants that building filled. He knows the end from the beginning. And no, I did not say that backwards. Say it with me. He knows the end from the beginning. It's his will to fill that building. Do you understand what a miracle it is for you to have as many people as you have right now? When you accept what you already have is a miracle, then you can enjoy what you don't have. If you can accept what he's already done is a God thing, then you can look over and say, what he has not done, that will be 